What's the thing that scares you the most? Confined spaces and uh, blood particles in the air, the dark, that coral thing that's been staring at me since I came in here. Chris, I'm scared to death. Welcome to the Sum of All Fear podcast, the show that examines real-life phobias and the horror movies that prey on them. So pour yourself something strong, Feardos, and let's find out what makes you afraid. It's good yeah. stuff. So, um, so do your thing. So, do your so thing, then, boo. But then the best part of that was, uh, so the next day I had a, I had a, a slight, a slight hangover, and I had to, I had to give, uh, I had to give the 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 baseball parent meeting to two. Uh, different teams, uh, my youngest ones and my my oldest kids' baseball team. So I'm standing there in front of like 12 kids and their parents, uh, you know, with probably uh, sweating whiskey out of my pores, uh, you know, like a like a like a little league coach should, right? I mean, just tell them that you have a bourbon cologne on. That's that's bad news bear style right there. Oh, it you is. Know? I should have probably had a cigarette hanging out of my mouth. No, I like it. Get after it. <laughs> Get that dart. Yeah. So welcome, uh, welcome, some of all fear podcast listeners. Hi, Feardos. The Feardos. Uh, I hope you're turn you're uh, tuning in. Uh, we have a really fun episode today. I'm super duper excited. This movie like makes my cheeks and my side ache, and just I I love it, and I love this phobia. I find it so interesting, and all of the folklore surrounding it. Um, gosh, it, this. This is just a really fascinating thing to explore the world of cats and and fear as it relates to cats. Yeah. So we yeah. So we have uh, we have allurophobia. 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 Which is the fear of cats, uh, which which uh, <laughs> we're going to be diving into today. Um, and I don't. I honestly. And we have sleepwalkers coming up. Uh, Stephen King, Mick Garris movie that uh, I don't think I've. I watched. I think I watched it five, six times this week. It will. Blow I rewatched it your multiple mind. times uh, just because I had to in order to get everything out of this movie. I just had to keep. I had to keep milking it, man. Like it this was, movie is jam packed. I had no idea. It was ridiculous. like ha- just how mind blown I would be. Fucking bonkers! It, it is, is bonkers movie. Bonkers. We're just gonna give you a little heads up. We don't normally bullshit, man. We don't normally like, we don't normally give a little recap, uh, but this one is worth it's sticking just around really for. Exciting. It is. It is bonkers this is a crazy ass movie i don't know what they were thinking when they made this thing it was I, out of control i love this week you know research movie everything all around it so was much really fun. interesting um yeah great week yeah so welcome to uh welcome to some of all fear podcast this is episode nine nine are we almost nine. at double digits yeah we will be at uh, we will have our 10th episode next time oh, around so gosh, yeah episode nine really and it is, it is on the fear of cats uh so you know we got a whole episode about pussy Ooh. You know I was waiting for that one. Oh, get in there. Get after it. Yeah. Tell us all about it, honey. <laughs> my name's Drew, and uh, and uh, we haven't done this in a while, but uh, uh, just for any new listeners, uh, I have a background in history uh, and and uh, and religion, and I really like to watch heads explode, um, so I, I really enjoy movies and uh, horror movies, um, so I'm the resident <laughs> horror movie expert, and this is my beautiful wife, and she is uh, definitely the brains behind their operation. And her name is Chris. And she has, uh, we, we had a little discussion this week because I didn't know exactly what your degree was in, but Mikey from the horror virgin 
was asking what your degree was specifically. Right. That was a really um, interesting a little, discussion. Little, yeah, we had a little thread thread going on about, you know, I, I think I offered uh, Todd uh, free therapy again. Well, it's it's difficult to know um, what to ask because each state often has its own acronyms for what I do. Um, but I'm a counselor. Brain Ninja. Yeah, also Brain Ninja. Brain Ninja. Yeah. That's what we decided. Unofficial. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but you're a licensed professional counselor. Yes. Correct. Um, so she licensed has the, professional uh, clinical counselor. She has all the fancy degrees. licensed clinical professional counselor. See, I got it wrong because I'm applying it to states right now and, and they're both different, different things. things. And yeah. so my brain is warped. So she's the smart one and she talks about the phobias, uh, and gets and in, digs into the brain stuff and the, the, uh, psychology behind all these, cr- this crazy stuff. And then, uh, and then we talk about, uh, horror movies that, uh, that, you know, bring these phobias into play. I just like way, really somehow. weird stuff too. And, and going into the minds of, uh, p- what's it, what people who are experiencing this fear, anxiety, um, of what's going on with them, but not just them, us as we experience fear and that fear, anxiety too. So it's more of a spectrum perspective rather than a severity perspective on these phobias. The cool thing is, is we are, we've been growing and it's been, we've been seeing a lot of really fun new people following and people mentioning on Twitter and, and all that kind of stuff. So if you are out there, um, go to our Twitter page and, you know, like it, it's at some of all fear pod, uh, go to our Instagram page at some of all fear pod, um, and go to our Facebook page, which is some of all fear podcast. And, uh, and please share, uh, the podcast. If you listen to it on Apple or iTunes, share it around. Um, we would really appreciate it. It would be awesome. We would love to see you share it with your friends. If you know somebody that might be interested in the podcast, that would be really cool. And also please review and rate us uh, on your podcast platforms. Um, it does really help. Um, and so we would be super stoked if you would do that. Um, and thanks for listening. That's, that's awesome. We, do we, we have any other shout outs this week? Um, nothing real specific. Oh, metal. Chris gave me an awesome, an awesome, uh, score from the burbs. Yes, from Waxwork it's Records. beautiful. It's it on our mantle. Awesome. I posted it up on uh, Twitter today. It's reached mantle status. It's really cool. Yeah. It's up on the mantle right now. Cause I haven't had a chance to put it on the record player yet because it's covered in Funko pops and books at the moment. Um, but yeah, thank you. Thanks, Chris. That was awesome. That was super, super cool of you. Um, and it is rad. It's got the inside in the inside cover. When you open it up, I just knocked my microphone. Uh, when you open the inside cover up, it's got uh, Tom Hanks roasting on an open barbecue. It's really um, interesting. Surrounded did by you all post the black, that? black case. I did. Yeah. I, I posted oh, a bunch of Oh, I need of to it. look yeah. at it. And, okay. and the record, the, you know, cause those records, those waxwork records are super badass. So what a cool gift. That was really cool of him. Thanks, Metal Chris. Yeah, he's our boy. Also, too, a uh, big thanks to Creature, who uh, said that she was listening to Creature Feature, one of my longtime teammates in roller derby. Well, with a name like Creature Feature, she better be listening. Oh, my gosh. They're selling a like a Creature um, sweatshirt at one of the skate shops down in Carson, and I've, I've thought get about it getting it for her oh. so much. Well, now you gave it away. Now it won't be a surprise. I now you got to get it, it for her because ah. you mentioned it on air. Oh, man. It's a deal. Oh, our friends Michelle and Dave just bought a house. Um, <gasps> oh my we just, god! We just got yes. on the phone with them, and we should. And we, or you just got done texting with her a few minutes ago. They just uh, congratulations. Their offer was accepted on a really kick-ass house with a pool in the backyard. That oh, we're gonna go hang pool out parties! At summer all uh, this summer. We're gonna go have some pool parties. Oh my gosh! It is 
Congratulations, it Michelle and Dave. It is a glorious house, too. Like, just immaculate. So, yeah. congratulations, nice y'all. One. That's amazing. Um, another uh, quick update. Um, Angelica, our friend with the uh, the Fear of Statues, um, she wrote us back a uh, little bit more information. She... Yeah, just to, just to get an update, that was the our our like one of the first people that ever reached out to us via email and yeah. on Instagram that we didn't like know we didn't and kind like of shared her story with us her phobia and her and, and her permission to yeah. share just a ta- auto autonophobia auto automatonophobia so, yeah right? I, automatonophobia there we go right and the one fear of the of statues one of the interesting features that we've been just chatting about is that it doesn't transfer to mannequins it's for her a, oh, for, her, for her, her to statues the, the, the phobia does yeah but her her in particular it's just statues right so there's this kind of little carve out and um, for her it feels like they're more uh, human like more life sized and so they don't feel as imposing which I find really interesting. It is interesting. And so um, she has a trip coming up. Um, she's actually going to New York City, and they're going to go to the Statue right. of Liberty. I think we mentioned that. We mentioned she was going to go to the yeah, Statue of Liberty. It's yeah, it's coming up, I believe, this week. Um, so if uh, you're on the Facebook or the Instagram, you know, give some love to that Angelica. Like an old person. You're on the Facebook or the Instagram. <laughs> Give some love and some praise and some encouragement for Angelica, who's um, really going into a place that's very um, scary for her. But she's got a lot of coping skills and a lot of uh, great support systems around her, and she'll do great. So post some shout outs. And friends that laugh at her, which, you know, that's. <laughs> I know, I know. She says her boyfriend and, and her friends don't understand, um, but we understand. And the Feardos understand, Angelica. And we also, and we're know, behind we also you. know all about making fun of. Of, of phobias too so you know we know both sides we get it you know sometimes <laughs> sometimes you gotta laugh at it you know even if it is a source of uh, a source of of terror well and that's kind of how we take our um our power back a little bit from the things that scare us the most you know is is being able to um laugh at them and make them relatable absolutely kind of bring them down to your level so yeah. um you know, all the power to you, Angelica. We're rooting for you. Um, I promise I'll write you back. Uh, it's just been crazy lately. So um, hang tight there. Yeah, a lot of us, I think, uh, I mean, I don't know. I, I'd be curled up in, in, in a ball in a pit of despair if it wasn't for laughter and comedy, right? And, and your jaded ways. Yes. <laughs> so let's get, let's get into, uh, let's get into my... My, uh, my, you know, I, I don't, I don't despise this game anymore considering that, you know, now I'm a winner. Oh my God. I'm a winner, not a I loser anymore. I can't believe that happens still. I'm a little shell shocked. I, I, I actually got one right. So, you know, let's bring this shit on. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to bust, I'm going to start busting out this what the fear stuff. No I problem. became a little bit more crafty after this because I'm on to you, Shattuck. Yeah. So I'm you, on are, to you. Are you ready then? I'm ready. All right. Now it's time for everyone's favorite phobia-based trivia game. What the fear? You say it now. What the fear? There you go. Okay, you have to say it like that. All right, I'm feeling it this week. Are you feeling it? I'm feeling it. I got it last week. I got one right. You found your sweet spot. How proud, and of, you, I'm... How proud of you were we? How proud of me were you? I was really proud and then also a little intimidated and then like also really turned on. Oh, yeah? Kind of a little. Oh, yeah? Absolutely. 
Yeah, tell me more, Tits McGee. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Shut up and get ready to dance, puppet. Go back to your home on Whore Island. <laughs> bring it on. You bring it on, you whore. Okay, are you ready? I am <clears throat> absolutely ready. I am I am I am excited. I'm pumped up. I am not I can see in any way excited. fearful. Fearful of what the fear. Do you have a fear boner? No fear boner. No fear boner? No. Not yet? No. Whiskey dick. No fear boner. <laughs> oh, damn it. Mama ain't getting on the night. Hear, hear, hear that glass kinklin? Kinklin? Clinkin? Kinklin? Is it kinklin? Kinklin? Clinkin. <laughs> if it was kinklin, you would have a boner. <laughs> okay, anyways. word. Kinklin. <laughs> Your first word is, or fear is, a macophobia. A macophobia. It's fear of Mac Daddies. <laughs> uh, uh. Um, A M A K O phobia. M say it again? A M A K O phobia. A macophobia. A macophobia. Hmm. A macophobia. If you're playing along it. at home. It's like like Mako Shark. A Makophobia? I don't know. Make your guess now. You could also a macophobia. Listen to Drew here. A macophobia. Yeah, I'm giving you guys time to guess because I know it already. Of course. Yeah, I mean, I've got it down. I'm, I see it in your eyes. I'm, I'm just gonna nail those it of you one. at home. Come on now. Really, <laughs> a macophobia. A macophobia. Uh, let's see. How about the uh, man? I'm not getting much from that uh, that root there. No. Oh, do you want your hint? You forgot that, you get a hint. That's right. We have hints now. Damn it. I almost I almost I almost uh, I thought you were going to submit your answer, but nope. nope. I need my hint. Okay. Your hint is folks with this phobia are not likely to enjoy living in the Midwest. Ooh. There you go. All right. Boom shakalaka. The fear of Come on players. Ooh. Oh, does this relate anyway into our 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 uh, episode today? I can't give you any more hints. That's Come another on. hint. Come no. on, no. Come on, nothing. Come on, nothing. Zero zip zilch. So I got two things in my head right now, but nope. Am I on the right track? Am I, am I moving the right direction? I'm not telling you. Are you going to stab me in the back with anything? I can either confirm nor deny that statement. All right, I'm going to go with the fear of corn. <laughs> <laughs> tornadoes. I meant tornadoes. Oh my God. I liked your guess of I corn mean, better <laughs> because of that quote that we will insert in here in a little bit. No, that quote, that's not from the corn part. Oh, it's not. No, that was from the pencil part. Oh, there's God. no, there's no, no. The corn part should have been corn on the cop. Corn on the said. cop. But yes. they did not do that. Oh, that would have man. been a really great, uh, a really great chance corn for them to insert another just bonkers ass absurd <laughs> line, but they did not. But no. That should be good on a t-shirt though. You're wrong on like all accounts. Wait, uh, wait, wait, hold on, hold on. The fear of. Uh, I can hear the people it. at home okay. and they are getting Go it ahead. more correct being than restless. you. <laughs> all right. This is the fear of carriages. Midwest? What the hell does Midwest have to do with carriages? There is a lot of Amish. No, that's back east. You're totally wrong. That's like Pennsylvania and like. Back that way. There's no Amish in the middle. I mean, there are some, but there's not that many. There's some. That's there's... like Pennsylvania. And we have just as much Amish out here that they do out in the Midwest. Totally wrong. It wasn't wrong. Not, a good, that... not a good hint. Eh. Bad hint. Do you want to hear a good joke, though? <laughs> now that I just bashed your, bashed your hint. Yeah. Do you want to hear a good joke, though? If you had said, 
uh, Pennsylvania, like the Pennsylvania Dutch or something like that. There, not, are, there are quite a few in like uh, I'm not like the history Indiana major. Too. I know someone Minnesota. who lived in Indiana and in Wisconsin. she lived near some Amish There's and she told Amish. me a lot there of stories. Are, yeah, they're mixed around out there. I guess I guess that would be okay, but it seems awfully limiting for a hint. Okay. Well, because there are other places besides the Midwest. Well, uh, well, thank you for that allowance. Yeah, I'm annoyed. I'm a little annoyed with your hint right now. I got to be okay. honest. Although, d- did you want to hear that joke? I guess. Okay. Did you hear about the Amish flu? No, I didn't hear about the Amish flu. Yeah. First, you get a little horse, and then you get a little buggy. Uh. <laughs> hey, oh. <laughs> I loved that joke. You would. <laughs> All right, let's go to the next one here. Okay. The next one is Kakorophyophobia. Kakorophyophobia. K A K O R R A H P H I O phobia. Good lord, that's a lot of that's a lot of words. Kakor- flashcards. Kakorophyophobia. You can type it down. Kakor- I mean, you have a Can I type it down in Google? No, you <laughs> cheating bastard. <laughs> Uh, kakorakaiophobia. Let's see. Okay. Do you K- want your hint? K A K. Yeah. Uh huh. Okay. I would like a hint. So your hint is. I'm still you- trying to answer them before because you had me so conditioned. <laughs> I know. I love watching it. Um, your hint is you miss 100 of the shots you don't take. Ooh, the fear of taking risks. No, that's uh, incorrect. Oh, fear of basketball. <laughs> that's not even a basketball quote. I don't know. That's a Gretzky quote. The shots you don't take. That's a Gretzky quote? Ferda. Mm, I don't think so. Ferda. Uh, I don't think so. Ferda. Snipe Sally, bro. Wheel Snipe Sally, bro. Maybe like everybody has is a that slight. A ho- wait, is it the fear of hockey? No. Oh. <laughs> so what is the fear of? This is the the fear of failure that maybe everybody has a slight bit of in their 20s. The fear of failure. Fear of failure. Well, I would say everybody has a slight bit of that their entire life. Yeah. Most people. Yeah, we can all relate to that. I would say so. It's a popular uh, hypnotic treatment um, regimen for the fear of the an intense fear of failure. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So being hip, so being hypnotized helps you to be more confident. Is that what you're telling me? Uh, it can give you skills that help you overcome the anxiety associated with your fear. Um, and with that come, you know, better thinking skills and rationalizing skills and creative creativity instead of that anxiety response kind of overtaking. What about hypnotizing people? Cause that David Copperfield seems like a cocky asshole. That's all I'm saying. I still think that he is, uh, it's already over. So, <gasps> so the mass singers already oh, over. That's right. Over like oh my week. gosh. Yeah, we just haven't watched the episode. I need yet. to Google the spoilers. Yeah, ma- I no. still think it was David Copperfield underneath that. I thought uh, you said it was Neil Patrick Harris or Neil Patrick Harris. I can't decide. Yeah. I'm so mixed up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I'm over two. I'm still confident though. Yes. I, 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 like... I do not have Kakorakophobia. Kakorakophobia. Uh, I do not have a fear of failure. I'm going into to this next one of, uh, with the utmost of, of you confidence. fail with such grace and poise. I'm trying to. You really I'm do. Working on it. You lean into it. I'm going to try. I'm going to try to not be so self-deprecating well, in, I, in this. Uh, what I, the fear? I think that some of the most is actually. Lacey told me. Lacey told me that she thought that I should be more, should be more upbeat about the episode about the uh, the the game show. <laughs> here. 
<laughs> about our phobia-based trivia game. So you're faking it. Yeah. Oh, oh, we saw me. Lacey and uh, Wayne. Uh, oh my too. gosh, that was so much fun. Yeah, Wayne's the guy who gave me the, uh, the 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 first microphone that we talked about last time. The one you're currently using. Yeah, yeah, and I'm uh, I'm glad that we have better audio. We got a lot of good compliments this week about about the audio. So a ton. That's a good thing. So thanks everyone. Yeah. Um, um, so what's the next one? Okay, your last one is hypogeophobia. H-Y-P-E-G-I-A phobia. Hmm. And uh, your hint is uh, everyone you want to punch on Facebook who posts something annoying uh, might struggle with this. They might struggle with it? Yeah. Hmm. The, ooh. Hmm. The fear. The, <laughs> So people who so so, uh, so people in other who words, annoy you on Facebook. In other words, trolls. Was it the it's not the fear of trolls? No, but like like trolls, internet trolls. I, I guess oh, we could go okay. beyond Facebook, internet trolls. So more than just annoying, like right. straight up, like straight up trolls. Trolls. Um, That's well, a better way to put it. Well, since most of those guys are like in their basements. Uh, of their mom's house i would suspect that's like the fear of women or <laughs> of the outside world <laughs> or of you know holding down a real job oh you're so close <laughs> you're so warm am i getting warm you're so warm uh, with that the fear of keep going keep going the fear of keep going oh you're uh, almost there oh god <laughs> wait a minute we need to stop recording right now you're getting excited. Pause. Pause. No. <laughs> uh, I don't know what is it. That's that's. Uh, I, I feel. I, I feel so like excited. I'm getting close. I was so excited. The fear that you of, were so close. A, of of outs of the outside of the no. air or hmm. no. It's I'm the fear of, of accountability or responsibilities. Ooh, I right? like what you did with that. Right. I like it. So they 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 yeah trolls. So it's, it's, it's it's guys in their mom's basement. It, yeah. Trolls. They say that because you can't punch them in the fucking face. Yeah. I thought they lived under bridges. They might do that too, but why would they have internet under bridges? I don't know. I just assumed there was a whole <laughs> network of them under bridges that had, that had Wi-Fi. Well, I mean, in Las Vegas, there's the underground tunnels, but those are actually really dangerous and probably don't get good reception. They probably don't. Yeah, yeah. Like some parts of Vegas, you don't get like 1G. <laughs> You're a G. <laughs> <laughs> Your mom's a G. <laughs> oh, all right. I went over three again, but that's okay. I'm gonna come back next week. I'm still positive. I'm gonna of stay you. positive. I'm gonna stay positive. I'm gonna keep. I'm there gonna go. keep my 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 energy level up yeah. for what the fear. And, because what and, you uh, say really try try hard history. next time. Use your narrative as a positive for the future. I am. There I you am. Go. It's good, just good. Pre-faving. This is just a chance to pick myself up again. Good. It, so. See exactly. People who fail are the most successful. So fail early and fail often. We're gonna we're gonna dive now into into my favorite animal in the entire world. Meow. My favorite animal. Meow. I love them so much. You love them so much that I want to strangle them all. Or that, throw them off a bridge. That you always threaten people to cook them and eat them. They're delicious. Gato tacos. Oh my gosh. Tasty. How many Tasty. people have you made so angry I about this? Hate cats. All right. I know there's a lot of animal lovers out there, and I'm not an animal hater. All right, I've got a dog and I appreciate animals, but I don't like cats. I am not a fan. So with that being said, uh, let's dive into our, uh, our phobia for today. 
So alluriophobia, right? Alluriophobia. Alluriophobia. Can you spell it for me, please? A I L U R O phobia. Can you use it in a sentence, please? Alluriophobia. I don't have alluriophobia. I just hate cats. And that's a po- an important distinction to make. It is. I am not afraid. You're not of afraid them. of them because they we should own... be afraid of me. I had two of them cats when we have... first living together. Cats have druophobia. They do. <laughs> I love it. No, you're kind of like you know the uh, the skinwalkers. A little bit. Are you ready? Are you ready for uh, the sleepwalkers? Sleepwalkers. Sorry, I'm sorry. I <laughs> Skinwalker was Ranch from. <laughs> I was listening to the last, <laughs> last podcast, podcast on, on the left. left. Doing Skinwalker Ranch. I'm right sorry. Now. Them Which too. is some crazy ass shit too. Yeah, listen to that if you haven't. Um, Holy, do you want to know the? Do you, know, you want to know the 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 really interesting etymology for this uh, word? I do. It's fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. Ready? Comes from the Greek word aluros, which means cat. <gasps> what? Blow, mind blow, blown, boom. <laughs> um, tell me a little bit about this phobia. Uh, there's there's such a crazy history of cats in right. general. Um, do we want to start with talking about the phobia, or do we want to start about talking about some of the like? Because cat history is fascinating. So I, I think you don't do the phobia justice unless you set it up with the history that comes behind it, and the mythology, and the folklore, and the role that cats play uh, in human society. You know, all the way dating back to uh, Egyptian times. Yeah. Um, so you have to talk about that history in order to understand the basis of the fear. So let's yeah. talk about that history. So, yeah, because cats have been annoying the hell out of humans since 12,000 BC. Humans correct? like you. Right? Yes. I mean, since 12,000. That's what they think. Yeah. Which is way back. In fact, I heard they're even redating uh, the Sphinx. They they thought it was built. I can't remember what the date was. But they're pushing it back because of – and some of it has to do with the dating of, of the cats that they found. Right. Um, and, and, and some things about the erosion on the outside and all that stuff. But that's pushing the dates for when they think domesticated cats came into being uh, earlier. But the first time they ever found what they think was a domesticated cat was a jawbone that they found on the island of uh, Cyprus. And that dates to – like 8,000 years ago. Oh my gosh. Uh, but then they found stuff that was, you know, then they found evidence that that goes back even earlier than that. Yeah. So, so yeah. So domesticated cats have been around for a, and that's domesticated. They've been around for a long time. Right. They've been a part of human life uh, a long time, just like domesticated dogs too, but they have a richer history in terms of being assigned a lot of mythological and um, powerful attributes. You know, when you think of a cat, a lot of things come to mind, you know, cute, cuddly, fluffy, like unpredictable because when you know, you'll be petting them and then the next time they'll just attack you. Because um, they're assholes? Some sort of magical. Be- because they're assholes. <laughs> just, that's right. I mean, that's well, the reason. Well, I I think they're choosy. They're assholes. They have a low they're tolerance. Little furry assholes. <laughs> okay, continue. <laughs> I'm really going to piss off Janelle in this one. Ooh, I know. She's got like five cats. I know. Janelle knows when to. That's not Metal Chris's. To you, that's Metal Chris's, uh, Chris's lady, so. You know, they listen. They listen frequently, so they're she's really gonna hate this one because she loves them cats. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, they are. They're sneaky and cunning and beautiful and graceful and silent as hell. Um, 
and all the folklore that's attached with them has has so much mystery and magic with it. Like I was looking up some stuff on um, in England, there was a belief that you could not own a cat with a child, like a newborn, because the cat would suck the soul out of the newborn baby's body. Wow. Like that's that sounds about right. Fucking insane. Yeah, that sounds about right. I think they were right. I think they were definitely onto something. Did you know the pilgrims couldn't even bring cats? So when the pilgrims came over, if you were found with a cat, I believe I don't know if it was just a cat or a black cat, um, you could be you could be executed. Why? Because they associated it with witches. So that's where a lot of witchcraft. That witch, I mean, witchcraft. Stuff everybody comes knows from. that witchcraft, you know, is a huge spot in. Uh, cat folklore. Yeah, specifically, yeah, specifically black cats, that whole black cat mythology and stuff, right. for sure. Right. And that, you know, they speculate has a lot to do with, you know, the darkness, mystery, um, uh, shape-shifting folklores, um, you know. Yeah, the of, witches would actually turn into cats. Yeah. That was, that was one of the, the Absolutely. Common, common which, things, which we've which seen in movies before. And we've stuff. seen in movies and we've seen in, um, uh, across cultures, you know, like in, um, the Viking folklore, the goddess Freya, who was the one that taught uh, Odin everything that he knew. Great Odin's beard. Great Odin's raven. <laughs> so it, was, it, was, it wasn't a, was there a beard one too. Was I think multiple? there was a beard one too. I think there's a couple of them. Um, but who uh, she was kind of like the the head of love and sorcery and death in, in the God world. And um, she had a carriage that was drawn by specifically two house cats because hmm. of how how much power they had um, and how much influence they had. Um, and in Iceland, uh, something called the Jolaka Turin or the Yule Cat. I have a feeling that might have been pronounced improperly. I know. I Someone can correct me, but I'm sorry. I'm sorry for butchering it. <laughs> My but Icelandic is not, uh, is, not is, is not so good. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not so good. It's not so good. Um, but uh, the Yule Cat prowls the countryside at Christmas time, specifically on Christmas Eve, to prey on those who are not wearing fine clothes. Well, it's because they're they're pretentious little bitches. Exactly. They had they had a specific like Yeah, yeah. You're not you're not wearing nice clothes. Or vitriol. Nice I'm gonna what suck your soul out? What are they doing? Right. Is that what they're doing? <laughs> yep. You're sucking yeah. the soul out? They kill you. Because you're not wearing nice clothes. Yeah. That sounds like something a cat would do. That's that super snotty, right? right? Yeah. Yeah, it would like it would probably push you off of like a bridge or something because it always like cats That's always why like we to need push to, stuff We need off. to get to them before they get to us. Wait, uh, hold on a second though. Don't you have a little history with cats? History with what? Well, I'm allergic. Well, aside, is that what you mean? Aside from being other allergic, other than the fact that they make my face explode and itchy <laughs> and my neck get all hived out, but well, you let's, know, beyond that, no. Let's talk about your dad's relationship growing up with cats. Well, I don't know if we want to. I mean, you know. He might get get uh, the animal rights activists after him. He's old. He can handle it. <laughs> yeah, he is going back to the. It is going back to the forties. But I think they yeah. used to round up stray cats and throw them off the Mississippi Bridge. Yeah. Um, and he didn't turn into a serial killer that we know that of. we know of. Yeah. That's a big amount of property. I bet there yeah. are bodies everywhere. But it wasn't just him. It was like the entire neighborhood. It was like all the all the kids would get together and just go. What's oh, wrong? It'd be, with it'd be really fun to throw a cat off the the bridge this in St. Paul, this Minnesota. This is depression era fun, people. That's this is how rough. Got to find a were. way to entertain yourself. You know. This is how tough things were, and so that that lineage has probably been passed down in your DNA. Did you say depression era? Yeah. Oh come on. 
1940. That was the 40s. The Depression was in the 20s. I know, but he grew up in that era that was post, that was well, it was post depression. They were ra- the, the 40s where things were where hopping. his parents were raising <laughs> children of the Depression. Well, it was World War. It was World War II area exactly. Era. So they were they were they were definitely uh, there was definitely a lot of rationing. And, Booyah! You know, all kinds of stuff. So, but it was post depression. Not a history major, am I? <laughs> <laughs> but you get what well, I'm saying. When, when I say something psychologically wrong, you correct me. I do. <laughs> um, okay. Um, another thing too, is that a, a lot of famous figures are um, afraid of cats. Well, let's go into the phobia a little bit. Why don't oh, we talk about the phobia first before we, so we, we talked a little, there's a little bit of history and background there, but um so there are, but there is a specific phobia of cats, like a real phobia where right. people are genuinely like our other phobias. They definitely have a, it definitely goes a, a you know, beyond me who just, you know, would like to see them all gone. <laughs> and, and somebody who just doesn't really like them. There are people who genuinely fear them. Right. Right. And genuinely when they do fear them, they fear them obviously on a scale like most fears are experienced and the phobic fears are the most severe. Um, And with those most severe cases, they just try true avoidance, true avoidance of the images of cats, true avoidance of, of really anything related to cats, which if you live in the right spot is not a difficult thing to do. I don't know. Really? I mean, I gosh, can there is 90 million cats in the u.s alone yeah that's true 90 million 34 percent of households in america have a cat well you don't necessarily have to go in somewhere that has a cat though i'm thinking like just out in general population that's like a third almost that's a lot of cats it's more than a third yeah that's a lot of cats most people need to spay and neuter too yeah listen to uh listen to, to uh to our price is right host I remember that from my childhood sick at home from school days. Bob Barker tells us that we need to spay and neuter our cats and then drop them off a bridge. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's how, I'm pretty sure that's what he said. I don't remember. I was home, you know, I was homesick from school, so I might have forgotten <laughs> a little bit. You were a little bit uh, hazy with fever? Yeah, between between let's make a deal <laughs> and, uh, and Price is Right, you know, I may not have gotten the spay and neuter message quite accurate, but I'm pretty sure that's what he said. Yeah, you're working on it. <laughs> Um, but with regards to case studies or folks that, um, express an experience of this, they generally just try pure avoidance. You know, if they absolutely cannot avoid a cat, um, what they try to do is ignore it, which you think like generally that would be the response that would make something not want to pay attention to you. You know, don't look at it. Don't put your body language towards it, et cetera. But with cats, Folks who like cats tend to make a lot of eye contact with cats and gesturing motions. And if you've ever met a cat, they're just like, meh. Yeah. When you do that. Because they don't give a shit. They don't don't care. Right. Because they're terrible little creatures. (laughs) Right. But um, when you hate it. Am I I properly... announcing my my dislike of you've re- of you've these iterated animals. it a lot yeah i think i think i can tell that you might not like am i getting cats. my point across properly you love me though you let me bring my cats into our relationship uh, for like a, a and then your like face your face like exploded <laughs> with allergies and then and yeah. then she loved me enough to 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 uh to let them go well, they're with my brother and being so well taken care of. They so. are. They are. And I was. I am very allergic, which doesn't help. Really bad. Doesn't help at all. Um, 
But um, in did you know that the fear of cats is a popular phobia in Iran from one study? That was interesting. Any particular reason? Was there any reason why that particular place? Uh, it might be based on different uh, cultural, cultural variables, but they didn't specifically study any other cultures in the study. It was mostly a study of what people fear in Iran. And that was a really high one. And that was one of the top 10 fears in Iran. Huh. Um, also, too... Folks who fear cats generally fear um, that they will attack them or hurt them in some way, or they fear that they hold some mystical power, like I've said, and the cat can somehow see something in them that others can't or can can magically have a power over them, um, which is why when people try to avoid cats, it doesn't make sense that cats end up going towards those people like you. But what happens is, is when people give off um, that kind of closed off pheromone vibe, cats see that as non-threatening. Whereas people are, when are they're looking at them in the eyes and like motioning and gesturing towards them, if they're not into it, they see it as more of an aggressive thing, hmm. more of a, a confrontation. Interesting. Um, so, if you hate them and you act like you hate them, they'll actually gravitate more towards you. Well, I've always joked about that because they always find you like, and that's true of dogs too. It seems like dogs always kind of go straight to you. If you're, if you're not a big dog person, they jump on you first. They do. So there's something in our pheromones there, and was, our body language. Wasn't there something in cat poop that you were talking about? That, oh my that, gosh. That sucks in people. So or, that's a really interesting fact. So there's a, a protozoa toxoplasma gondi um, that's- wait, uh, wait, wait, wait. Say that again? <laughs> Protozoa toxoplasmic gondi. What is that? Um, it's basically like a a ba- uh, like a, a protozoa that is in cat feces. Um, and studies that they've done with rats, uh, they've extracted this protozoa and then injected it into mice brains and rat brains. And then found that the rats were significantly less fearful of cats after having been injected um, with this protozoa than oh. without it, which basically means that cats potentially produce something that makes you less or makes them less fear inducing to you. To, well, to their prey, to so, their prey. So they're, they're out there. So if there's mice or whatever that are feeding on their poop, their feces, their feces, then, then they're basically they're setting zombie. up their next they're, they're meal. Becoming, they're becoming little like like zombies. They're that, taking control yeah, of their minds. They're getting control of the of these people's minds. And this Did you proto- say humans that that humans have some of this in their brain too. Yeah, that have cats. This protozoa has been found in like thirty to fifty percent of cat owners, and they generally don't experience any like adverse symptoms. Um, Except for but, being like, I love that cat. Look at that cat. Oh, he's so cute. Look at him play with that. Side effects ball include old cat yard. lady syndrome. No, I, there's <laughs> yeah, none of that. Yeah. Why do you think? Why do you think that these uh, these these old cat ladies? into being old cat ladies because they're around cat poop all the time and these cats have made them into mush-brained little cat zombies Uh, but what's what's really interesting is that um folks who are pregnant are not advised to really manage the litter box of cats because of this toxoplasmosis um within their fecal matter um it can affect the brains of their young ones does this not tell you anything i mean come on guys you know I'm just saying, cat zombies, mush brain, cat zombies. That's you want to know? All turning into. Do you want to know what else ca- cats do? That's really interesting. 
So cats, you know, how they'll try and like rub up on you and and rub their head and their back and their butt and like all that stuff. And we're mm-hmm. like, oh, my God, it's so cute. They love me. Um, what they're actually doing is rubbing their scent all over you and marking you as theirs. And then when they leave you, you'll notice that um, they will generally bathe themselves very thoroughly to and wipe you off of them. They're actually wiping you off of them yeah. so that Why you Why does that not surprise me? So that you will not transfer onto the next thing that and you know not get their scent out um as territory with. I see the fascination with these animals, um but but everything you're telling me just goes right in line with how I feel you know cat attitudes are. So this uh, this all fits. This all fits. It fits scientifically. And experientially. (laughs) And I found some interesting case studies and information on celebrities or famous folks who um, experience a fear of cats, too. So um, in one case study um, in 1902, um, there was a case of a woman who swore she could sense the presence of cats um, without ever seeing or hearing or having any indication that they were nearby. She just could physically feel them. Uh, It actually prompted a study. Um, that all that had controls for things like asthma and sound and and things like that, um, never really produced like significant evidence, but um, some people could generally kind of feel when cats were in their presence, hmm. um, almost like you could feel when you can feel somebody staring at you. And you said there were some celebrities that you found that had this? Yes. Um, there's some big celebrities. And I wanted to ask you what you thought. I had um, a fear of cats or just uh, just want to throw them across the room? Uh, various. Uh, I mean, I would never do that. Various degrees. In public? They range from you to Hitler. Um, <laughs> so various degrees. Wait, Hitler had a fear of cats? He did. He had a big fear of, ha- of cats. And so did Mussolini. So what are you saying? I have. I feel like you're judging me here. I feel like you're telling me. So these guys actually had a fear of cats, though. Like genuine they, fear. They grossly despised cats and and never had them around. Would kill them on sight. Um, well, if they could peer into your soul, I guess I can see it. I mean, you know, maybe right? that's why I don't like cats. Maybe I just don't like the way they look at me. Shakespeare hated cats. Interesting. So did uh, Alexander the Great, Julius Caesar. Gang- I'm seeing a I'm seeing a real theme here. Right? Genghis Khan. <laughs> really? Yeah. And Latoya Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> you like that last one, you don't know, you? Hitler, Mussolini, Genghis Khan, Alexander the Great, and Latoya Jackson. Hey, she's right up there. All of the great leaders. She's right up up there. All of right? the great leaders. All the great leaders. But I mean all, Well, I wouldn't say I wouldn't call Hitler a great leader, but I guess you I suppose great in a certain term. But I mean, uh, uh, why do notorious, you notorious famous? What's your theory on um, why some of these really powerful, particularly men, are so afraid of cats? And let me preface it by telling you a little story about um, about two things. One is about um, an old uh, Jewish lore from the Book of Isaiah talking about. Well, you're um, talking about the not a. The book of Isaiah, not the book of Isaiah, not the book talking, of Isaiah in the Old Testament, but right. like a, like a in Jewish mythology, right? Um, there was a yeah, there was a, they, a they non-canonical speak, book that was not in the a non-canonical non-canonical book. Um, they speak of a woman named Lilith who was right. Adam's wife. Sure, um, Lilith liked to be on top. Yeah, Lilith. She was dominant. She was. A That's boss. why she got kicked out of the garden before Eve came along. Right. I think that was how it went. <laughs> and um, she actually had this uh, almost 
fearsome evil personality called Elbrosha. Um, and she transformed into a demon cat who eats babies. Did she star in our movie Sleepwalkers? Maybe. I think she may have been a sleepwalker. I don't know. Sounds about um, right. And then the other one I wanted to let you know uh, about was Bastet, who was um, half woman and half feline. Um, and she was in, I believe, oh gosh, I want to say Egyptian folklore um, as well. Um, and was a very big and powerful goddess. So do you think there's a connection between a fear or an extreme hatred of cats and problem with women? With female with female empowerment. With women. I could see that. Yeah. I mean, I think I think there's always been a natural connection between cats and femininity. And femininity. And dogs and masculinity. Right. right? I mean, that's always been Even if kind you have a female dog, people automatically sure. assume it's a male. Because no, uh, it's right? a dog. Like a car and, is a and female. And if you look at our cartoons, we've you know, dogs were always boys and cats were often, you know, females. Right. Um, there's just something, I think there's just something that kind of naturally, you know, shows up in, in, in that. Which so I, I think there's females, There's you know. definitely, I would definitely think there's something to that for sure. Especially with these, you know, with these, these these leaders, these male leaders and stuff that you're talking about. I could, yeah. I could certainly see that. I, I want to shout out to, um, ginger juggernaut. She sent me an article. Um, and we were chatting back and forth about she's this a upcoming cat lover too, isn't she? She has a great little cat, um, yeah. who is so adorable. It's so cute. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, she sent me a great article and we were talking a little bit about, about that as a possibility. Um, you yeah, know, I can see that for sure. Powerful think, men having difficulty with women or having a difficult history uh, with women in their lives and associated cats with femininity or powerful womanhood um, or just like this mysterious feminine power that could see through all their fucked up bullshit sure. right to the core of them. What do you, so you didn't mention any females that had that phobia though. Did you write any down? Latoya. Any, oh, Latoya is Jackson. a female. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Well, she okay. I get her and Michael. So, I'm sorry. I get her and Michael confused because they so, look so much alike. Latoya has a fear of cats that's associated with an adverse event. She saw a relative get really injured by a house get cat, fucked up by a at, cat. at a very young age, and, and that's a very common thing to, um, you know, get a fear of cats. And that's from. true of dogs, or, or like we were talking about electorophobia with, yeah, with, most, with chickens and stuff. Most I mean, if, if you have fears. an experience with an animal, like I had, a, I did have a fear of dogs growing up. Um, where I, I did not like them around me that much. Um, like if they, if they ran up and jumped on me or anything like that, it freaked me out. I got a little panicky, uh, because I, I got attacked by a, a Doberman. Uh, my, my grandpa's, my grandma had a Doberman and it jumped on me when I was little and like bit my ear and, you know, so it I was had probably this like natural being thing. I don't, a puppy don't, don't or something, now, but, but what's that? It was probably just being a puppy Playful. or something. Yeah, I'm sure. Oh yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. But as a kid, you know, that can be really terrifying and it leaves a scar. There's a, there's another example in a case study of a woman who at four years old witnessed her father drowning a kitten Eek. and hated cats ever since then. But I feel like that's more of a defensive reaction associated with pain. Like they they cause a painful memory to come up that where that was really unpleasant sure. watching something that like that. Sense. It's almost like a traumatic response. Um, f- that's a fear related to. So just really, really fascinating to find out um, all the people and the things that could be behind this and the folklore that goes back thousands of years. And well, yeah, I mean, I think the whole, the whole witch familiar thing is really interesting. I think as far as horror stuff goes mm-hmm. to you, like you see, we see, 
these cats so pop up all the time. Even in pop culture, right? Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Yeah, absolutely. So, so my dad. So before we get too into, because we'll transition into movies Pocus here. Pocus. We'll, talk, we'll talk about some of those, some of those here real quick uh, before we get into our feature presentation. Because I'm not going to do an honorable mention where we really break it down. We'll just talk about a few examples because we have to give all of our energy, full attention uh, to uh, Sleepwalkers. Sleepwalkers is, requires is, your full is, attention. It people. is so worthwhile. Be here, be um, now. But my dad, my dad, we've always made, we always laughed at my dad about being a big cat hater. Cause he was always, he was kind of like me. So I guess I came by that naturally. Um, he always was like, ah, oh, fucking cats. Blah, yeah. Blah, blah. You learned by example. But I, but I watched him at, when he didn't think anybody was looking, I watched him feed a stray cat one time. What? Yep. It happened. Yep. Scandal. Yeah. Yeah, we we laughed. Shattuck family, laughed do you he hear that? Talked, Scandal. He, we always talked about how much he hated cats, and then he had mm-hmm. like a like 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 an egg McMuffin or something that he had like a little piece of it. He was tearing off bread and tossing it to the little stray cat. Mm. So you know, even the most cold hearted among us, hypocrite. You know, animal animal. I'm not an animal hater. I'm just a cat hater. Um, but you know, we we can be softened every now and then. I did have a cat that I loved. You did. Mr. Kitty. Uh, Mr. Kitty. Mr. Kitty. Mr. Kitty was my buddy Billy's cat. And that cat was like a dog. That cat was a badass. And it was an outdoor cat. It would come back like missing a chunk of flesh. Yeah, it would, after it would like go on adventures. Like it was like Milo and Otis style, right? Yeah. I mean, it would go on adventures and, you know, it would probably go. I, I was just imagining that it killed that a lot coyotes. of things and would like bring it back for Billy. Yeah. And it'd be gone for like weeks. And then yeah. all of a sudden it would just show back up again. And you'd be like, well, Mr. Kitty's back. No. You thought he was dead. He, he was a just, hard ass. That cat was badass. He was kind of like Clovis. Kept to himself, you know, just did his own thing. He didn't yeah. give a shit. No. You know? Mr. Kitty gave no shits. Mr. Kitty gave no shits. And I liked Mr. Kitty. That's the kind think, of cat that I, if I, think, I had a cat, that would be the kind of cat I want. I, want I think cat Mr. Kitty's protozoa got to you. Maybe. Could have had, yeah, could be. He may turn me into a mush, you're a mushy in, Mr. Kitty lover. Just you're Mr. Infected. Kitty. Infected. Maybe. Just by Mr. Kitty. And Mr. Kitty's dead now, I'm sure. Mr. Kitty at, at one point, at some point, just didn't come back. Um, but was still a badass cat. But like you were saying before, like cats and and these kind of like like horror movie type things, you know, as symbols, as familiars to witches, as all that kind of stuff, really common. So let's, uh, let's go ahead and dig into our, um, did you have anything else that you wanted to add about, about, about cats to kind of fit into this, uh, this phobia stuff before we dig into the movies? Just one thing, uh, just a little quote from journalist, Robert Heinlein. Um, he said, how you behave towards cats here below determines your status in heaven. Psh, I do not believe that one bit. Good luck, Jack. Don't believe that one bit. No. Nope. <laughs> I just thought that was an interesting He's quote. Wrong. <laughs> wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. Uh, well, alrighty then. I, I don't agree with that. I don't believe my eternal damnation or uh, salvation hinders upon my treatment of cats. I don't either, and I didn't see his theological my, proof of that. I don't that, think there's any theological proof there. I just thought it was a fun quote. I don't dig into that. I don't think so. Um, <laughs> but let's let's uh, let's let's dig into some movies. Let's, let's do talk it. about I'm let's stoked. talk about some cat movies. We'll 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 toss we'll toss around a few uh, in uh, in this week's uh, honorable mentions. So we are talking, we're talking horror movie cats. Yeah, these are pussies that even you could fall in love with. Oh, damn. How long did you take, how long did it take to come up with that? Uh, like the last five seconds. Liar. You've been working no. on that all week. Maybe. We got pussies galore. Pussies galore. Shelling out pussy here. 
Uh, we are going to have a very short honorable mention this week because we have to dig into our, our feature presentation it's so very quickly damn good. because there was just literally so much. I think I have like four pages of notes just on oh, man. Our, our movie alone. Yeah. Get um, ready to but take I did, this one, folks. I did want to mention some, some, uh, some famous pussies. We want to give you all the pussy you can handle. All the pussy you can handle. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we had... Your favorite, your favorite movie um, has has a feature that you mentioned earlier. Hocus Pocus, Binks. Yeah. Hocus Pocus uh, has has a famous some famous a famous cat. Binks, he he helps save the day. That's right. And then he gets to go. Then he, becomes, back with then his he gets to become a real boy. He's a real boy. And he, he becomes a real boy. Really I mean, this poor kid's been stuck in a cat body for for like a couple hundred years. Dude's been eating mice and yeah, creating mice zombies for years. Poor kid stuck of, in a stupid cat's body. Yeah. What's our next one? Um, Alien had a cat uh, on the ship. Yeah. That was a pretty popular Didn't it uh, transmit cat. Not really the, the center of the movie. Huh? Didn't it transmit the monster? Mm, the alien? I don't remember. I can't. I honestly couldn't, cannot remember. I I'm pretty take enough, sure. I didn't go through the notes. On I'm pretty ones. sure everybody thought that they were like home free. And then, then there was this cat that the monster kind of went into. No. And that was how it set up Alien 2. Or, I don't think so. Was or that, that Predator? No, I don't think so. I don't remember. I could be wrong. Dang it. It's been a while. I haven't seen Alien in a bit. Um, I think I might have watched it last year. Uh, but Pet Cemetery we talked about before. Yeah. Um, a couple episodes ago when we were talking about cemeteries. That's a lot um, of pussy there too. There was a little, yeah, there was a bunch of, there was a bunch of cat stuff in there, obviously. You know, they, they made themselves into a, you know, they made themselves a zombie cat. Um, that, that was kind of a, a little punk ass. More uh, of a punk ass than a normal dead. cat. But be. the one, the one that I would have picked if I had, if I had, to have picked an honorable mention for this episode, I would have picked Reanimator. Yeah, because <laughs> Reanimator is just a freaking another great bonkers movie that the Stuart Gordon movie that is just fantastic. Um, if you haven't watched Reanimator, you need to. Uh, as a horror fan, it is absolutely at the top of the list of uh, of movies that you need to go see. What role does a cat or need play to in that see? One? Need to and, and honestly, it's, I think it's free on a lot of app, apps right now too. I noticed. Um, and Bride of Reanimator, and there's a lot of great sequels. But the cat, you know, you you watched Reanimator with yeah, me. Yeah, but tell the tell the listeners what role the cat plays. So the cat was, yeah, the cat was, you know, when he was doing his, his experiments, he was trying to reanimate dead bodies. And so he kills, like, his girlfriend's cat or his, or his roommate's girlfriend's cat, I think. <laughs> um, and, uh, and... Smooth move. Yeah, and then the cat comes back to life, but it is... Not the same. It is not the same. We've it seen Pet Cemetery. up. It's it's better than Pet Cemetery though. The cat <laughs> reanimator is like, and then they like reanimate it when it's like when it's like all bashed in and like all like gnarly. Up. Oh yeah, dude, it's awesome. So those would be that would be my honorable mention for this one is uh, like reanimator because the cat scenes in that are are super fun, uh, graphic, definitely not the center of the movie, but there's a good section of of, uh, of reanimated really cat stuff. Which is really cool, and there's there's obviously there's some Steve, there's Stephen King's always had kind of a thing for cats. I don't know what his deal is, but Cat's Eye, which had Drew Barrymore in it, um, which I don't think I've ever seen. Whoa! But it's like a you know it's like 1985. It's another mid 80s Stephen King one that I need to track down. One. Do of you these think days it's as watch. brilliant as I don't think Sleepwalkers? it's I, There's no fucking possible way in hell that it is as good as our as our feature presentation today, and so I'm not even going to mess around. All right, we're just going right into it. We are just going to go right into our feature presentation. And now our feature presentation.
Andy is new in town. You could actually talk to him? Yeah, he's nice. Real nice. The girls all like him. The teachers all respect him. Your teachers in Ohio must have been sorry to lose such a creative young man. The parents all trust him. He's utterly charming. But nobody really knows him. Like his mother. You cannot be in love with this girl, Charles. You don't know me, Tanya. But I want to. Behind their smile is a secret. Hi. Come in, Tanya. I have something for you. I don't know who you are, but I know you're not who you say you are. Behind the secret is a hunger. Does it have to be her? <laughs> and behind it all is the imagination of Stephen King. <laughs> I got the vapors for this one, baby. This one makes me giggle. I love this movie. Our feature presentation for today is Sleepwalkers 1992. Mick Garris directed Stephen Stephen King original screenplay. Original screenplay written. Uh, this movie is just, I've said bonkers like six times already. We haven't gotten into the episode. It's bananas. It is off the freaking wall, man. B-A-N-A-N-A-S. It is nutty. It is nutty. a masterpiece. Here comes Johnny with pecker in his hand. <laughs> na, 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 na. That's there's, my favorite. I want that to be are, your alarm. There's going to be, yeah, I, there are clips that are going to end up being my ringtone, uh, my text message alert. I mean, you know, you name it. Uh, you can pull it out of this episode. Um, or this episode, this, uh, this movie, it is a freaking crazy movie. Um, I had never seen it before. So this was another one that, you know, I wouldn't say it's quite like pet cemetery where people are going to be like, you haven't seen, you haven't seen sleepwalkers. Um, because there's a good reason why a lot of people probably haven't seen sleepwalkers cause it's freaking bonkers. Well, yeah, it was, you know, Stephen King's first attempt at a screen. I don't even know if it was his first attempt or not, to be honest. I mean, I, I could be wrong. At a screenplay only and not. I, as far as I know, it was, but I don't know that that's true or not. Well, I actually didn't. I just know that it was an original screenplay. It wasn't based on one of his books. It might have been his first one. Um, if it was, then it wouldn't. It would it, not surprise me if it was. It is. Because the dialogue is is not great. Brilliant. It's not great, it's but also incredible. So good. Um. Yeah, this movie is is fan freaking tastic. From the moment it starts, you're just like, "What is this Tom fuckery?" Yes, yeah, and it's cats from beginning to end too. So cats. there is lit- so you know this isn't a stretch to make this our feature presentation. No, this is about um, cats and make this entire episode and about much cats' about this. relationships with cats and cat people and cat people and thundercats. Cat people's relationship, like some sort of naked thundercat naked people, th- like naked mole rat thunder people. Yeah, naked thundercats. That's what I'm calling them from now on. That's my that's that's my reference for them. It's like it's like if somebody took thundercats 
and made stripped them, them down and then burned them. It melted them a little bit. That's, Ugh, that's, just uh, slightly melted. Just them. slightly melted. Maybe put them in the oven. Slightly at like melted 400. Thundercats. Yeah, that's kind of what they uh, what they are. So this thing, guys, this is a this is it's a hoot is nutty. It's it's completely nutty, and we're it's, just gonna we're gonna dive right into breaking this thing down because. I literally, I think I've got notes on like every scene in the entire movie. So we may, let's do this. We may be here. We may be here a long time. I don't know. I don't Kick know how this is going to go down yet, but, um, and there's so many Easter eggs and stuff in the middle of these oh, movies in this movie it's too. So like, fun. And there's so many cameos, cameos, little Easter eggs, you know, it's backgrounds brilliant. on all the actors. I mean, all the actors, I'm like, wait a minute. Like, I know that guy or I know that person. So like, listen to from? us and then go and watch that. And it makes it even better. So we start out. We start out this movie with, with, uh, with Sheriff Luke Skywalker. Yeah, who looks <laughs> oddly as old as he looks today. Yeah, he looks about the same. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't know about that. I mean, no. now he's got that big beard. He's been in the, in all the new, you know, the new Star Wars uh, movies. He's looking. He's starting to look his age a little I don't bit. Know. You know, he's almost seventy. I just, I just. Realized. You could tell his acting has gotten better though. <laughs> yeah. So he he so Mark Hamill is in the very first scene. This thing comes right out yep. of the box and just kicks Fucking you right in the balls, kicking. like. Like we got, we got Bodega Bay, California. Don't which act is, like which you don't like it. A nice reference too, because Bodega Bay is where they did the birds and mm-hmm. a bunch of other. So the birds is interesting because it's a, it's another animal movie. Um, so you've got like a little, like, you know, a little, little homage to, uh, to horror past mm-hmm. um, by making the first scene in Bodega Bay, California, which is um, where these sheriffs, you know, stumble upon this house um, where, Cat lovers are not going to be very happy about the, the first scene because Mark Hamill is walks up to the house, uh, you know, and, and says um, an amazing line. Yeah. And he walks up, he walks up, he walks up to this house. He's, he, he, he sees all these cats hanging <laughs> and. Sheriff, what do you think happened? I don't know, but somebody sure doesn't like cats. <laughs> So yeah, people, the people that live here didn't like cats. There's cats hanging everywhere. They are hanging from the trees. They Something are hanging happened. all over the place. It was like Meowschwitz. It's like Meowschwitz in there. <laughs> um, so we start off with just a bang, right? So we, we find out that, that, you know, whoever lived at this place, you know, this, and they mentioned the names in the first scene. So it's, it's Mary and Charles Brady. Uh, they were the re- last residents and, and names, they left. Folks. It's empty now, but they took off, you know, so they're, they're not there anymore. And apparently they were not too fond of, uh, of cats. Mm-mm. So then we meet, we meet the next scene where we meet this Charles and Mary Brady. And, and, you know, we, by the looks of it, you'd think they blonde they haired, were, blue eyed couple. You would think they were probably a cute little couple. Yeah. You know? I mean, they Adorable. seemed very in love. They were like dancing in the kitchen. Yeah. And- he immediately turns on a, so, so this, this, the, 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 I call it the Richie song, but the Santo and Johnny song <laughs> sleepwalk, you know, Richie um, from La Bamba uh, is playing and they start dancing. They're slow dance and it's very, it's very sensual. It's very nice. Um, until you realize they're mother and son. Oh my gosh. It's so, incest. It, it's so yeah. incest. Ew, 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 I don't want to touch it. I don't want to yeah. touch it. Yeah. Mom and, mom oh, forever and son. Forever unclean. Mom and son are, are. Forever unclean. La, 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 la. Now I don't want to watch this movie. They are super duper close to each other, you know, uh, to say the least. Incest Thundercats. I don't like this anymore, Thunder, mommy. In, incest Thundercats, which is, uh, which is uh, I heard coming to Adult Swim. <laughs> coming soon? to Adult Swim soon. Yeah, we just pitched it. <laughs> We think it's going down great. So, uh, so they're dancing. They're dancing to uh, to uh, this this sleepwalk song, and uh, and then we 
see him pick her up and like head to the bedroom. So they're getting ready to go back. Ah! They're going to go. Mom and mom no. and son are going to go. Ah! They're going to do some. Oh, 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 no, no, no. Yep. yep. So it starts off just as, about as about as creepy as you can get, Wait. right? You why know? why are mom and son banging? Well, we'll we'll fight. We, we don't even know that they're really Thundercats yet at this point. We don't even know. Well, I don't even know we that just we ever really find out why they're banging. I think they're just maybe just because they're like. Anyways. They're, well, they're probably like ancient beings and they're like, oh, everybody we've ever met has died. Except we got to stay. Us, we so got to keep, the, kind of keep like, the line alive. But they were really in love. They were not. They were just like they were just like, oh, we got to keep we got to keep humanity going. No, they were like they were into it. You yeah. Know, no, was, they were very into themselves. They were into it. Like, whoa. Like y'all yeah. are gonna have to co- pay me to unpack that shit. So then, so then, flash to uh, he. We find out that you know, throughout the movie that we that that Charles needs to go out and find himself a girlfriend uh, to bring home to Mama. Which we Why don't really. Why can't she hunt on her own? We don't, I don't know. We haven't figured that out yet. But, fucking gold digger. Yeah, it turns out Charles needs to bring home a virgin uh, to his mom. Uh, to feed off of her soul, which we don't really know yet, but that's how throughout the movie we kind of we kind of get this uh, this storyline where he's got to bring home you know he's got to bring home a a, a, a virgin, virgin to uh, back home to mama. Um, so he meets, so he goes out and he meets this, and originally you think this is a nice little teen, other than the fact that we just watched him take his mom upstairs to go bang. Um, but but we kind of get the the. 80s movie vibe of like boy meets girl and we're not exactly in the setting that you would think for a stephen king film well we're not in maine no yeah we're in indiana we're in indiana yeah. like it's super so mountainous we're, we're it looks to be... kind of like california still <laughs> it is california but of course. oh i love those God. that are like it's indiana and <laughs> yeah. it's like it's I'm like, like uh... oh look at all these Indiana mountains. <laughs> I'm really sure familiar like, with all of those Indiana ranges. That sure looks like uh, the Canyon just outside of Los Angeles. Mm, weird. <laughs> um, so, so we meet, we meet this, this, this girl that he's, that he's, uh, that he's supposedly, uh, you know, falling for here in his new town. Cause they moved, just moved to town and her name's Tanya Robertson. Um, and Tanya Robertson, by the way, is played by uh, Machen Amick. Who uh, was born in like a few miles from here? Sparks, Nevada. Yeah, Sparks, Nevada. Yeah, which I did not know. And she is also smoking hot, by the way. And if you would like to see more of Machen, check oh, out Dream no. Lover, which came out like a year after this movie did, and you get to see a whole lot of her. And You're so it's bad. Very impressive. Celebrity nudity is a pastime of mine. She's just she's very very beautiful. She is super hot, and, and she's a really and she's good now actress. now she's still very very attractive, and she's in uh, she's in Riverdale. Um, oh gosh, which, how is she going to do with his past? Yeah, so Luke, we just found out today oh, Luke, Luke Perry passed away. Very at sad. Fifty-two. Very sad. I just, I just I, got into that show this year. Um, but man, talk about like nostalgia. Heart. Yeah. Um, Luke Perry and nine hundred two one zero. When I was a, when I was in high school and stuff, we, I watched that show every time it came out. Yeah, your age group must be really suffering. Oh, thank you for for, uh, <laughs> for calling me old. But no, that's really sad. Yeah, no, he had a stroke. Too. He had a stroke I watched and passed away. So things. rest in peace. Uh, rest I just couldn't peace, help. I couldn't help that joke. Very sad deal. Um, but yeah, so she's in Riverdale as well. So she's she's still acting. She's still out and about doing stuff. Um, and she's great. Um, and then the the son, Charles Brady, is uh, Brian Krause, who was in Return to the Blue Lagoon with uh, Mila Jovovich. Mm. Uh, the original Blue Lagoon had uh, Brooke Shields, I think. Um, but Return to the Blue Lagoon, for some reason, played on like Showtime or something over and over and over again when I was a kid. And it brought me into childhood. It had some boob. It had some great boob scenes. By childhood, um, do you mean puberty? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Brought me into puberty. 
brought me into adulthood. <laughs> Affected my childhood. I was like, that? what? Brought you into childhood. childhood this is better. weird. We need to talk more. Dude, that <laughs> movie, that movie was, was super hot. And I guarantee you there are other guys who grew up around the same time who, who caught some Return to Blue Lagoon. And uh, so that's where I recognized him from. Got like, that Blue I Lagoon that, fever? I know what this guy, I, this guy looks so familiar. And I looked him up and I was like, oh, that's the, that's the dude. This guy looks so familiar. Why am I getting a boner? Uh, but Mila Jovovich, whew, she was smoking hot too. Um, so, so we have, we have, uh, we have him meeting her, meeting, meeting this, this they girl, They awkwardly Tanya. meet in the theater. Yeah. She's, she's dancing. It's a very cool scene. She gets she's, working. she's working. She's doing her thing. She's working as a popcorn girl it's at the theater. Little poppy montage. And then she bumps into the popcorn after he says hi. And it's very 80s. Yeah. It's very innocent. Very like, you know, very, like Ooh. I said, very 80s teen movie. High school movie. Um, he's the new guy in town, you know, does that whole routine. And so we're starting to get the sense, um, you know, and then as he, after, you know, he meets her and they kind of flirt, you know, he goes back to mom and we're starting to get the sense that, that mom and son don't really like cats. Right. We get that kind of set. We get that at the beginning scene, but then we find out at their house, they've got traps around the outside of their house. They're trying to keep those cats, those cats away. Yeah. And there is a ring of cats just constantly around their house. Well, it starts off of small. It starts off small. There's waiting. only one cat. And yeah. then every scene it could, throughout the whole movie, it starts they to start build. gathering. And they start getting more and more and more and more. Uh, um, and even to the point where like, and she's trying to get rid of them. Mom's not a fan of these cats. And she's so got bear traps She's got animal control coming to, you know, grab them and take them away. And she tells them she has a severe allergy and, um, when she and kills them, she hangs up their bodies and and creates Meowschwitz. 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 She doesn't do that at the new house, though. That's at the old Not one. Not yet. Yeah, she didn't do that at the old one, at the new house. She didn't get to. <laughs> she didn't get to. Um, so we she have, got put in the fireplace. We have uh, uh, we have, and we have mom starting to talk to Charlie about this situation with this new girl and basically like getting starting to get upset at him that he's not bringing her home yet. And he's, she's like telling him like, Hey, I, Again, I need this. I need this to survive. Why isn't the mom hunting for herself? We really need to talk about his this codependency really bothers you, issues. Doesn't it? He has a lot of codependency issues. Like honestly, she looks like a strong enough, uh, half adult, half uh, amorphous cat <laughs> creature thing. Um, she obviously later displays some telekinetic powers, um, and is a wicked good, like, gunshot. So, like, she could hunt for her own very easily. That's I want to know. I don't really understand why that it's all his responsibility. Exactly. To, uh, except, except they need, uh, here's the reason. They need a virgin, but. They need a virgin. Come on, people. So he's going to attract also, a virgin. There's also male virgins. Yeah, but I don't know. They didn't explain that. So I don't know. Maybe it's just a, maybe it has to be a female virgin. Okay. Because so female sa- virgin sacrifice kind of deal. If we go that back to That like, mom was totally right? hot. She could have totally gotten any girl that she wanted to. So it's not even like a viable excuse. So, so then, so then we move on. Right. And we're, we flash to, to high school. Ooh. Right. And we got Charlie, you know, Charles giving a, you know, reading a poem. It's very deep. Um, an English class. It's basically and, about this story. And then we realize that Otho is his teacher. Otho from Beetlejuice womp, is, womp. is his teacher, um, which is awesome. So I'm like, you know, very excited that, uh, that we get to see, you know, this, this uh, this this iconic Beetlejuice character as his teacher, and he's such Cameo a great character one. actor too. Um, Shaddix, I think, is his name, which is actually very close to Shaddix. Name. Um, Glenn Shaddix, I think, is his is his. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's his name. Um, yeah, Glenn Shaddix um, was Otho um, in Beetlejuice, and so he's the teacher, and 
the teachers are dragging people out of class by the ear. Yeah, you like slapping them with the ruler. Yeah, you slapped kid with the ruler on his knuckles. Okay, I have a lot of teacher friends who a don't get paid enough for what they do because they're fucking heroes, and two don't have enough leverage to be able to teach children what they're not learning at home in terms of what is acceptable and what is not yeah. not that like slapping with a ruler is the best way to go about it i don't know but you know what like not a bad idea i think there's there's more leverage that we could give teachers um outside of that that would just really well, help them do you really like the better. idea of twisting their ears and, and dragging them down the hallway it I does know them that. no permanent damage no i mean I know a lot. I, just, of, I know a lot of high school kids that could use that. But I also too after. Yeah, that sounded old. Like I like Ooh. I got I got spanked as a child too, so I know that kind of desensitized me to that kind of behavior. So there there's got to be other ways, but man, mm, teachers know. teachers deserve better. So so after class, you know Charlie and and Tanya are flirting and and he offers to take Tanya, uh, give her a ride home. And so they go back to Tanya's house and they go up to her bedroom and, uh, her panty ridden bedroom. Like she was pulling panties off of like every surface. I don't know what that was about. I don't know why she was just throwing panties randomly on all of her uh, dressers. And <laughs> he would have liked it if he had seen them anyways, if she knew um, so, anything about like adolescent psychology. So then mom busts in and, and, uh, and you know, they talk about mom doing these grave etchings and, he says, oh, you know, I, I I do that too. And, you know, bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. Trying to get Tanya bullshit, alone, apparently. Bullshit, 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 bullshit. I just want your daughter's soul. Yeah. Um, so, and then he then he heads out of Tanya's house and, he, and, he, and he's cruising down the road in this like sick ass blue Trans Am, which that's the Easter egg from from It. Yeah. The new It. Um, the the remake, the, the recent one, part one of It. Uh, that came out has that same blue Trans Am. There you go. I was thinking of that the other day because yeah. I had seen it. I'm glad you found that. That was the Easter egg. That was in, bugging in the new me. One from Sleepwalkers was uh, was they drive around uh, that blue uh, that blue Trans Am. The exact exact model, like everything, paint job, everything. It's the car. Um, so he takes off down the road, and he and for some reason, I guess Otho, uh, his teacher was like stalking him or something because I don't somehow understand he just why randomly. Pulls him over on the side of the road, chases him down in his Volkswagen Beetle, like his Volkswagen Beetle is going to chase down a Trans Am. Gets out to have like a like a man to man talk with him, and then yeah, it's because Otho apparently has been really looking into this guy's background. Yeah. Like, you get a new kid in your class, you know, are you, as a teacher, are you really spending that much time analyzing his where he's from and his records? But he he really wanted to question all of his uh, his you know his various details. Yeah, this kid can transform into a cat and steal souls. But he can't fucking fake an admission file. Yeah, apparently, and he and apparently they can't pick a real city in Ohio either. Yeah, they said he's from. Par- he's like they told the the school they were from Paradise Falls, Ohio, and apparently there is no Paradise. Falls. You couldn't pick a real fucking town. You guys are really bad at. Yeah, this. you guys suck. At that's this. A, that's a theme that I want to bring up throughout this whole thing is that mom and son, if really they're trying to hide this. this 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 thing that they are, um. Which is the, the, that they're these um, these weird. They're supposed to be extinct. Maybe it's because naked they're fucking idiots. Uh, these thundercat vampire demons. Adapt or die, bitches. They are really bad at figuring out how to survive. Like they are the stupidest uh, ancient creatures. Of Adapt all time. or die. Um, so so, anyways, after this and, and after some chit chat, right? Again, blowing his cover pretty badly. Um, he just gets pissed off at Otho and rips off. His, and his rips off freaking hand yeah, and he rips off his hand the generation is so mercenary charles 
Money this, money that. Well, money is not the only medium of exchange. You're right, Mr. Fowles. People really should learn to keep their hands to themselves. Here's yours. <laughs> so... So, so, so it's definitely sepsis. So then Otho's, so Otho's ha- he's handless, oh. he's handless and running, you know, <laughs> running away with this blood squirting out of his, his hand, diving in a river. And then, yeah, takes off, dives is, in a river. And Chris is, Chris is immediately was like, Oh, that's sepsis. Gonna, get, that's gonna get infected. Oh, it's gonna get infected every time. Oh, I'm like, it doesn't really matter so if it's gonna get blood. infected because Charlie, Charles comes in and kind of feasts on him. Yeah, he, he just kill, a little he bit. kills him. He's dead. Dang it. So Otho's gone. Womp womp. No more Otho. He's not going to seance his way out of this one. No Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. Oh. Um, so I guess because he got all pumped up from mutilating his teacher, um, he decided that it would be a really smart idea to go like a hundred. Hell yeah, speeding. Go like 110 miles an hour. Woo-hoo, right. In his Trans Am. Um, because yeah, that's how okay. you keep a low profile in a town you just moved to when you don't want to be found out, you know, for, for, whatever it is, you know, this thing that you're hiding from, man, they suck at this, you know, strange, ancient demon, vampire cat humans probably should not be so crazy. Um, you know, uh, just a thought because immediately, uh, we, we are introduced to my favorite character, officer Andy. Oh, my favorite character. Takes off, takes off after, after Charlie, after Charlie, uh, goes cruising by him with who? Uh, Oh, uh, I'm sorry. Officer Andy and his cat, Clovis. Clovis. Mr. Clovis. Um, Because apparently in this town, cops just have cats in their front seats. Come on, boy. Get the bad guy. Get the bad guy. Get the bad guy. Come on, Clovis. Here we go. Get that motherfucker. (laughs) Good boy, Clovis. I don't know what you're talking about. Clovis is a dope-ass cat. (laughs) So good. He's always singing to Clovis. He's always talking to Clovis. It's great. I like it. They had to get away to have like just this the, like cats in like every scene of this movie. I think. <laughs> um, so the cop takes off <laughs> after Charles, and he's chasing him. Um, pulls up next to him, and we get to see like early CGI uh, in, morphing in effect when when the cat peeks out the window and Charlie sees the cat and we kind of see the couple it side by side, we're chasing down the road. Right. And the cat peeks out the window and Charlie sees it. And all of a sudden he goes through this like morph face morphing. There's like a baby in there. And then there was a like baby a, in there. There was a baby in there. And there's an infant. I don't know why. And then there's like sort of a cat and then more of a cat. And then it's kind of, then like there's a, a thunder cat. Then there's like a make naked. Then there's like rat. beast from beauty and the beast. Yeah. I think the um, beast definitely the Ron Perlman version, which he's yeah. in this movie too later on. Um, yeah, he goes through like this full on fucking morph cat morph thing. So the seeing the cat <laughs> kind of made him do this reaction. And then the officer sees it and Clovis is there. Yeah. So then, and so then Charlie, you know, Charlie's, you know, racing down in his Trans Am and he gets ahead of the cop and he, and he pulls off on the side of the road and he stops. And then we learn that apparently, you know, these, these mighty morphing power Thundercats, um, are able to also make shit disappear. Yeah, they can disappear, I guess. They uh, can make a whole car disappear. They seem to kind of have like, not only handy... did he make a whole car disappear, but he made it change make and model yeah. and color. Yeah. Um, they've got a bunch of powers that don't get explained. No, they're just like well. handy dandy powers that just magically came up at the right um, moment. So then, so then, you know, 
our officer Andy pulls up and he's like, well, where the fuck did he go? Like all looking around, where all like confused. Like, what understand. happened? I don't understand what's going on. And the cat, you know, like, but the cat can still sense him. Right. So the cat's looking out the window and staring down Charlie, you know, and Charlie is not a fan of this cat watching him. I lost him. How in the hell did I do that? Stop looking at me, you fucking cat! But the so, cat knows. The cat knows. Can see what you really are, Charlie. Fucking cat. Fucking cat. Then the cop goes back and tries to, he goes back after this and he's like, I don't know what the fuck happened. He goes, and he tries to explain what he saw because he saw this guy, mighty morphing, you know, power thundercat face go crazy um, and go into all these various different forms and he's going back to the, the station and he's like, I don't trying know. Trying to explain I, it. It's like, it just was like, you know, I don't know. It's like it's, he didn't have a face. And he sure didn't like my cat. Um, <laughs> what is it again with the cats and the dudes and the mythology? I don't know, man. I do not know. So then Charlie goes back to mommy. Man. Um, and we learn, oh, we learn in this scene that, that, uh, that Charlie's in a bit of an abusive situation with mommy. Cause mommy will occasionally turn into a thundercat. Um, and, and, you know, get all, get all abusive on him, yeah. which is not cool, mom. Um, but then immediately after that, uh, they go bang Ugh. and, and it's a, it's a full on bang scene oh, where they're up there, you know, man. they're making sweet, sweet incestuous thunder cat thunder love with each love. other and it shows them in the mirror did you notice that no i didn't i looked away like a normal human being so there's the very end of that scene it shows them in the mirror mm. and they're they're those those wrinkly ass you know thundercat looking motherfuckers uh, why couldn't they have just literal mother, literal motherfuckers <laughs> I don't I just don't understand why that was a necessary uh point in the plot line like why couldn't it have been husband and wife and maybe wife is like pregnant with their child and he can't Honey this is Stephen King we're I talking know, about. Have you ever read a Stephen King book? Like you have to pay me to unpack all of this like There's a parent lot of child there. um teacher child there's, bullshit there's a that goes on in this movie <laughs> like I, there's so much. Have you ever read the original It? Good lord. No. Oh man, there is there is some stuff there's some stuff in there. Um, <laughs> this, so we've got full on mom, son, cat on cat monster on cat, cat, on cat monster, monster sex. Um, and they're kind of like vampires because they, when you look at them in the mirror, they like, you can see their you can real see selves. Their true form, which um, is why, like sort of why cats, like cats can see them, you know, too. Yeah. And the whole, like they have to, the, the uh, they don't feed on blood. They feed on like, Souls. souls they like suck energy out or something um of the people but, but yeah, they, they need kind of virgin a vampire souls? thing going on um, nothing's really explained again yeah so then then we flash to uh the next day and then charles and tanya are going to go on like a date but we see we see tanya's house and and we'd already kind of met her parents um but when they're sitting at the dining room table in that scene i realize i'm sitting there i'm going <laughs> these are ferris bueller's parents and sure enough both of them were the star were, were Ferris Bueller's parents and Ferris Bueller's day off? Could they, they were they just like, you know what? Those guys make fantastic, you know, early 90s Absolutely. parents. Absolutely. You know, Ferris Bueller was, I think, was 80s, but 
Um, I kind of take that time from like 82 to like 92 or 93, kind of in the same boat. Um, but uh, yeah, so that was another little Easter egg. I was like, these are the exact same parents as Ferris Bueller's Day Off, um, which is hilarious. Um, so, and then Tanya goes, she goes over to Charles's house. She brings a, she brings a, a picnic basket and they're going to go and he meets, and he meets mom, he meets mama and mama's like, you can tell she's like, she wants, she wants to just end it all right there, which I'm not sure why they don't. If he's going to take her out to the freaking, right. he's got her at his house. Like why take her to a public place to go? suck her energy out maybe because he doesn't want the the other people you know doesn't want the parents doesn't want to have to kill them too that's more no no this is at his house oh at his house she goes over to his house and he meets mama right his mama mama. and mama's like looking like she just got a ribeye in front of her yeah and why don't they end it there makes no sense to me i don't know maybe it's kind of a cuckold thing (laughs) i don't think so (laughs) No, I think it's just, uh, I think it's just, I think th- there was kind of this weird theme that went through that was like, you're not sure that he really wants to do it. Maybe he really is falling in love with this girl or mm-hmm. likes her and stuff like that, but it, it never really gets flushed out very like well. Again. So. so it's daytime at the cemetery now, um, which is your favorite scene. Oh, um, as they, <laughs> I laugh so hard. And he's, he's like, well, we should do some grave etching. So your mom, you know, you know, for your mom and blah, blah, blah. And there's this like real teen sexual angst going yeah. on. You know, it gets very, it gets very like kind of traditional, right? They're, they're kind of fall. You can tell they're kind of falling for each other and um, they go roll down a hill and they fall on top of each other and there's some making out. Roll, roll, roll in the hay. Yeah. So, um, and then. Till he starts to suck her soul out he and goes, shapeshift. He goes full frat boy douchebag. Ah! Right? I mean, what? like, full frat boy douchebag. No bag. means no, Charles. Yeah, Charles then just, you know. Um, so then the... she batch it, bashes his head in with a freaking camera. Yeah, and he's trying, well, that's not, well, he he tries to suck out her life force first, yeah. right? He starts to suck it out, and she's not very happy with this. Um, although that he does explain to her that he, that he needs her. <laughs> this is just how we live, Tanya. <laughs> <laughs> Tanya doesn't have to hurt. Don't you get it, Tanya? I need you. I need you to live. So <laughs> I need you to live. So that's your favorite. That's, that's my your favorite. favorite line. I wrote it down in my notes to make sure that you recorded. Don't it. you see, Tanya? I need you to live. I need you to live. That whole scene is just fucking nuts. And then it just keeps getting this. And this movie just gets freaking crazy. Like it it starts off crazy and just keeps going. Well, like, that's not entirely true. It it starts off crazy and then there's like like a weird boring break and then it's like crazy for 5 minutes and then another boring break. True. Or or, or more settled break and then like weird as all get out. It it, it it just keeps going, man. It, it just, just keeps, keeps giving it to you. So he's so she gets away from him in the cemetery, right? She runs out of the cemetery and she's got blood coming out of you know she's got blood on her from bashing him in the head and and uh, and you know our favorite cop, old officer Andy, is cruising down the road and this clip is literally my favorite clip <laughs> in the entire movie. Hands down. Oh, 
notes. No doubt about That's it. That's our new morning alarm. Yeah, this thing is going to be my, this is going to be my ringtone on my phone, yep. though, I think. So yeah, Officer Andy's cruising down and, and he's and he's just chatting it up with his old, his old cat his Clovis in the, in the passenger seat. <laughs> hey, Clovis. Hey, Clovis, what's up? You catching a nap? <laughs> hey, there comes Johnny with his pecker in his hand. He's a one ball man and he's off to the rodeo. Here comes Johnny with a pecker in his hand. He's off to the rodeo. Oh my gosh. It's just brilliant. Just the best fucking thing ever. Best ever. Like, what the hell? Why the hell? Stephen King, did you write that into your script? He Mick did. Garris, did you insert it? I mean, what, what, what is going on there? here? What happened there? Mick Garris. Officer answer. Andy, did you improvise it? Because if you did, you're oh, my favorite actor genius. in the entire world. Genius. Officer Andy. Just a fucking amazing. And he just happens to stumble upon the graveyard and see the blue car. Oh which, man! Which is another weird thing because they drove the they drove like a Mustang there, I believe, the red car. They did, but it changed. It when changed. He walked away from it. Was that what it was? He got yeah. too far away. He walked away, and he wasn't from able it. to keep it keep it mm-hmm. red anymore. So again, they're the dumbest freaking hiders ever. If they were going to go try to be, Oops. if they're trying to be inconspicuous, they really. And this suck. is like the lovers' lane too. Yeah. that they're going to. So it's yeah. like a populated area. So he's so Officer Andy's talking to Tanya. And, and our boy, our, our freaking cat boy, uh, walks up behind him, stabs him in the head with a pencil, which where the hell was that last week? Man, that would have been so good. I kept talking about, I wanted week. a pencil, a good pencil right scene in Aikmophobia. Aikmophobia. The fear of sharp objects. I really wanted a pencil scene. Yeah. And right this was a good ear. one. This was a really good one. And what he said after he stabbed him <laughs> in the head Gold. is the best thing ever. Cop kebab. Cop kebab. Cop kebab. Cop kebab. That might be my alert for like text messages. <laughs> Cop kebab. Cop kebab. <laughs> what the hell? It's so good. Well, I mean, that's that's really honestly. How can you effect- not love this movie? Like, it's there's an- no possible way not to love this movie. It is so good. It's an ineffective way of trying to kill someone because. You're not really damaging anything in the brain that's super vital right there necessarily. Right. So So he still gets up and shoots and yeah, shoots him. But apparently bullets don't hurt these eternal creatures, these Or they're really bad Mighty shots. morphing yeah. Mighty Morphing Power Thundercats. That's what I'm calling them. I've got a few different names for them. <laughs> mighty Morphin Power Incest Mar- Thundercats. Mighty Morphing Incest Thundercats. There's a lot of important facts about them that deserve to be in the name. So then, so then, and then he gets, he gets, uh, uh, there's always a, a, another cat around, right? So this, so another stray cat ran, or was it, or was it It Clovis? was Clovis. It was probably Clovis. Huh? I didn't even notice. Um, attacks him and fucks him up. Yeah. Clovis fucks his day up. Yeah. Charlie is in bad shape. Hashtag Mondays. Yep. And he goes back to, <laughs> he goes back to mom. <laughs> He goes back to mom in really bad shape and she is, she is not happy with this situation. So she's, you know, she's bandaging him up, all that kind of stuff. And she comes out and, and, and he is just, he's all he's ripped brutal. up and shredded. So these cats really mess up. They these, fuck uh, them up. You know, I, which I don't, the scratch don't of quite the cat understand. somehow. The scratch. Yeah. yeah. Um, but then we get another scene where it's just <laughs> uh-huh. like cameo after cameo after cameo. We've got like ma- every master of horror. Speaking of Mick Garris, who who did Masters of Horror in the early two thousands, with all of these directors, um, all of these crazy, uh, amazing horror directors, all of a sudden show up in this forensic scene where they're yeah. on One the crime scene. scene 
and in the laboratory, there was a, a lab and then scene. But Stephen King basically walks from from famous from one director. To the other. To direct, <laughs> famous Stephen, King's, director. Stephen King's a cemetery caretaker. He just goes and he's like talking to Joe Dante, and then he's talking to or talking to Clive Barker, and then he's talking to Toby Hooper, and then he's talking to and all he's and then John, is, John Landis and Joe Dante are like in this laboratory doing like this other scene. So we've got all these like, and you know what directors. Stephen King's not doing. He's not taking the rap on this. That's right. I'm not taking, <laughs> I'm the, not rap taking the rap on this. on this one. I'm just taking the rap on this one. Yeah, yeah. We, we, we watched this we were awesome like, is YouTube he saying this about where, the movie? Yeah. Like this, this crib? I'm pretty like, sure he's, he he's distancing himself from this movie. But I loved yeah. it. He just kept saying the same thing. <laughs> I'm not taking the rap on this I'm one. I'm not taking the rap on this one. I'm not taking the rap on this one. So we got more mother and son creepiness back Ew. at the house. Oh, you gosh, know, where she's, so bad. She's trying to... She's trying to bandage up. Get your popcorn now during the movie. Yep. So she's trying to bandage him up and he's all fucked up. And and then the cops, the cops show up. Oh man. And she tries to do the disappearing trick with both of them so they can hide. And she does. The cops and she does. She manages to get them both all disappeared. So the cops come in and they break down the door and, uh, and then we're introduced to creepy Ron Perlman. (laughs) Who is So, so bad. Yeah. We got creepy Ron Perlman. Um, who I think even during, I think during this movie, when he did this movie, he was already starring in Beauty and the Beast, um, which was a which was a series. It was like yeah. a four or five year series, uh, five years of, of series um, on on network TV. So when I was a kid, I remember watching it. Um, and he was Beast, which yeah. is funny because like what he, he looks beauty? just like fucking the like one of those power ranger Thundercats. He uh, looks like he it's halfway beast. morphed. Like he's somewhere in between. Yeah. He, was, he was in one of the CGI. Yeah. That, the CGI that was one of the CGI images. Um, so, so, and he makes some really creepy statement about ta- spanking Tanya. Yeah. Like uh, the high school girl. Super inappropriate. So we go from, we go from mom and, and son creepy to like even creepier. Yeah. And then maybe the best scene in the whole movie for just its ridiculousness. <laughs> if this whole thing hasn't been, ridiculous enough for you oh it's pretty good mary goes over to tanya's house right she busts out of the house the cops don't see her because she's invisible or whatever and she and she goes over to tanya's house and she fucks up her mom and dad yeah totally first of fucks all. She knocks on the door dad. fucks up fucks up ferris bueller's parents she's all strong and stuff all of a sudden again why can't she do her own hunting and there's this dopey barney fife cop who's supposed to be there uh, watching them or protecting them from you know, these guys Who is the worst shot ever. Yeah. And he tries to shoot her and he ends up shooting the vase twice. Well, like that's if you a, watch the that's scene, an editing, that's an editing mistake. If you watch there. the scene, he shoots the vase and then he shoots the vase. Well, no, he shoots again, the vase and, and then he shoots later. like a window. Yeah. And then he shoots like, a, he's also the worst shot in the world. Like I really don't know bad. how this guy, he missed like 17. He's times. awful. He's trying to shoot her. And, but he did shoot the same vase twice. He shot the vase once. And then there was like three or four more shots. And then we see an up close shot of the vase exploding. It is of the like, same vase exploding. Wow. Okay. Nick, Nick, you got to get this stuff, bud. I know, you know, I've, I've heard your interviews on this, uh, on this movie. I kind of love the Easter eggs. You know, you know, this was not an Academy award winning <laughs> presentation. So. It was an award winning presentation in my heart, but it is, it is, it is. Yeah, truly fantastic in every way. But that's not even the, the that's not the ridiculous part. The ridiculous part is when she chases the cop back into the to the kitchen, grabs a piece of corn, <laughs> a corn on the cob, and that, stabs him in the back with it. Oh ma'am, now we got corn on the cop. Corn on the cop. Corn on the cop. 
We totally stole that from channel. What was that thing called? That's channel? some juicy justice, motherfucker. I got. I got to look that up for everybody, so they so they know that we are not just we're not just pilfering. Oh this. no, we're not. Uh, channel awesome nostalgia critic season eleven episode thirty nine on YouTube. Amazing. There's a thirty minute explanation of this movie, and I stole. We stole a lot of things from that because there were just so many good one liners. Um, <laughs> so check he that. really broke it down. Amazing. He, he broke down the whole movie in like thirty minutes and just was it Nailed was freaking it. hilarious. Definitely nailed it. Berta. Um, so yeah, other than cop kebab, yeah, the corn in the back. Cop kebab was uh was was the best. <laughs> oh man, yeah. After she stabs him in the in the <laughs> back with the corn on the cob, you gotta just be like, thank you, good night, and good night, folks. Like night, it should just uh, end right there. Yeah. There should not be it can't be the anything. End. This movie cannot get any more fucking bananas. Right than that. in the like vertebrae right by your neck just stabs him right there and then and then we got pussy everywhere oh so many pussy then the cats just start coming out of the woodwork yeah so now they're no longer waiting in the circle around the house now they've attacked no they're heading from down the streets they're coming from all over town you know they're starting to come towards the house everywhere we see we see the cats coming out from you know every alley and everything so they're heading they're heading towards towards uh you know back towards mama and charlie charlie's house or charles's house um, and when she tries to drag, she's dragging Tanya out of her house to try to take her back to, to Charlie. Cause she needs to bring her back to Charlie, you know, to make sure that he's, or sorry, you call him Charlie Charles. Um, because she needs him. She needs her to help get, make him better. Right. right? Cause to he's heal all him. fucked up. Um, so he's, she's dragging her out by her hair and like Ron Perlman's like, you should stop doing that. Hey, stop, you know, stop. Like, not like. Like no urgency. Really whatsoever. not convincing. And walks all. right up to her and she just grabs his hand and like bites off three of his fingers. Oh yeah, it's spits gnarly. Him out. Um then grabs his gun and like blows up two cop cars with like two bullets. They really don't represent uh the police force very well in this movie. <laughs> there is something about horror They're movies. They're much more competent. Horror movies really don't portray cops that they are well. much more competent than that. I would think so. Most of the time, the bumbling idiot motif in, in cop movies. I know there pretty, has to be some, like, statistically, you know, it's probably a bell curve presentation, but. Maybe. Yeah. But they don't portray them very well at all. No. Uh, I promise we're almost at the end. I really don't want it to end. No. I really. I want this to just keep the, I just want the good times to you keep You wanted to keep flowing. watching. Um, but she ends up, she ends up taking, taking Tanya back to, to her house. And then the cop's bust in and uh and right before tanya well oh there's the whole tanya dancing too i forgot about that well she brings tanya back and um then is like you know all dramatically basically like look at my son he's dead you know um and i, I think he just needs a little dancing you should dance with and him. so then she obviously now like magically she's like he's dead yeah magically she has the ability of telekinesis and so starts playing the creepy pew, pew, yeah starts playing starts music. playing santo and johnny's yeah. uh, uh sleepwalk again and uh do, then do, 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 animates do, do, his like limp body with her telekinesis and forces him the the almost lifeless uh charles to dance with <laughs> her character and then and then, and, and then he kind of comes back to life and he's ugh. and he's getting ready to suck the the soul out of her yeah. again and the cops bust in and then i don't know if it was clovis again maybe it was clovis it was again. clovis clovis came to the rescue because clovis fucking punched out a window was that upstairs clovis that punched out the window Dude, clovis is a badass ninja yeah. he fucking punched out a window i'm pretty sure cats don't in. punch out windows no. like 
I'm pretty sure that doesn't happen. And this cat just clutched right through the window. No problem. Is the Mr. Kitty of this movie. Yeah. Well, you know, here comes Johnny with a pecker in his hand. <laughs> um, and so, so after the cat gets on mom, mom like hits the cat away and somehow they get outside and they're tussling with the cops again. And, and are the, or the one cop maybe only been one left. Maybe there's two. I don't remember. But uh, anyways, um, still trying to Tanya runs away is running away. And, and then mom gets attacked by like a whole horde of cats, mm-hmm. right? She they becomes the ultimate cat lady. And apparently cat scratches make cat mighty, scratch fever, make mighty morphing power thundercats uh, <laughs> burst into flames, burst into flames, which I, I didn't know. That's oh, a, well, that's a thing. I'm so, not a doctor, but uh, it's cat scratch fever. Yeah, I, I think that's what it is. Yeah, cat scratch fever. I think it's and it's only and it's only something that uh, <laughs> that these these mutant demon vampire cat people are susceptible to. Half cat, half people are apparently susceptible to. So she bursts into flames. Ha ha, cat lady. So I guess at that point we got Tanya sitting in the car, <laughs> and Clovis Clovis hops up, and and I guess Tanya lives. Happily ever after, I guess. It's just you and me, Clovis. Just you and me. I think it's happily ever after. You think so? Especially with Mr. Clovis. Mr. Clovis is a worthy companion. I think he... I think he... I think this movie is, he just rescued her. is a thrill ride from beginning to it, end. It is so interesting. There is there is not a there's not a dull moment. I, I, I disagree with you. I think even the slow parts are 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 great. I the mean, slow parts are great, but there definitely is like some very down, like normal, you know, horror movie type parts, but otherwise it's like up up up. It, it just goes. Nuts. It and goes above and beyond. We could not possibly have have picked a better movie for uh, for this this uh, cat theme. No, it was think. great. It was if great. You have not to seen Sleepwalkers. Yeah, you're missing out, guys. Do it now. Best three ninety nine I've spent in the last yeah, month. Two ninety nine or two ninety nine on Amazon Prime. Even I think better. we rented it. We rented it twice because we had it for forty eight hours the first time and then forty eight hours the second yep. time. And uh, and I watched it. I think I watched it at least five times. Uh, it is. You were waking me up in the great. middle of it, like in the middle of the night. You're like, oh my God. And I love you this actually movie. watched the whole thing. Oh my thing God, all I love this movie. I did. By yourself. By myself. Was out the other night. Yeah. You watched it all the way through and took notes and everything. Mm-hmm. I was impressed. I did because yeah. it was Lacey so Because Lacey said you need to start watching the movies more. Well, and, more and I, I understand agree. that criticism and um, I'm taking it very seriously into heart. So I hope it shows in this episode that I really did watch with um, intention. I like it. That was a fun movie. That was so much I had, fun. I had a lot of fun with this. I one. had a lot of fun with you on this. So, I guess that's our uh, that's our episode this What's week. What's in store for next week? I'm not sure yet. Dang it! I need to keep. I need to start uh, teasing the next one. Um, I forgot to look. We forgot that to decide on outline because we have. I know I need to, uh, but I was so excited about this movie that I, just, I didn't. I didn't even get <laughs> to like giddy. a conclusion at all because um, I was throwing all this other stuff into into the mix. But I we we need to decide because we have a big list now. We do. That like that, a master list. Yeah, we're we're not we're not going to go through every single one of them. Some of them are super weird. That just they're but impossible. those are almost better. Sometimes. So they're, they're, well, some of them yeah are definitely. We will hand pick from this list. But I will uh, I will let everybody know on social media before before we get to the next uh, the next episode. Maybe I'll let them know even even sooner. A little week. teaser. A little teaser. 
<laughs> you always get your sexual teaser voice on at the end. A little teaser. <laughs> so um, why don't you tell our, uh, our, our listeners what they should do? All right, Feardos, stay afraid. Stay very afraid. <laughs>